Welcome to the Idiot Exclaiming Entertainment Extravaganza, only on GamingUncensored.com. Hey, what is up? Welcome to episode six of E4 2023. I'm Tommy. That's Jamie sitting over there. How you doing, man? I'm good. It feels like we haven't done this in a long time. <laughs> and I know. <laughs> and we, we, we've been seeing each other on a pretty, pretty regular basis. I can get used to this. Uh, yeah. So it, It's been a fun I, like month now. We're kind of solidly a month into this thing. Yeah, and like it's, it's crazy to me that I'm spending more time playing video games and and doing video game related stuff than I am the stuff that I need to be doing and I'm like <laughs> man could, could we like make a living on there like this would be awesome if this was our thing right um, yes I, I I feel you there too <laughs> between between Zola and Diablo like I'm I'm a pretty happy camper right now yeah Yes, uh, I agree. So we uh, we have lots to talk about. We've got uh, Zelda and Diablo to talk about, which will be fun. We also have uh, Ubisoft and the PC Game Show to talk about. Which I know we're like two weeks behind at this point. Yeah. Uh, we're getting caught up, and so we uh, are. This will get us through basically everything that's happened thus far, and then we'll see if Sony does something soon. Sony's kind of the last one. I mean, there was the first one. We didn't expect the Sony Direct, and they they dropped one on us, and we did that or Sony whatever they stay to play. Um, and but. There wasn't really a like big one. Uh, we still are, are waiting for to see if Sony does that big one that gives us some big announcements and that kind of stuff. Don't know if they will. But outside of Sony, we've got Nintendo, we got Microsoft, we got a, a, a bunch of the others. We still haven't even covered them all. Capcom did one. Like there's a bunch of other ones out there. But uh, but we've we've seen most stuff and it's uh, it's been different than E3, but still pretty fun. And I, you mentioned Diablo. The reason we're going to talk about Diablo on this show is because you're playing it on the PS5. And I got to tell you, we spent <laughs> we spent two hours the other night playing Diablo 4. You're playing it on the PS5. I'm playing it on a Mac. Like, <laughs> yeah, the most, you are. The most get-over-rigged thing in the world. And so I want to talk about how well that worked from Sony's perspective because I, I was mind-blown. It's, yeah, so let's let's start there because that was <clears throat> the most fun thing you and I have done together in the past week or so. Uh, it was definitely enjoyable. So we, like you said, uh, spent a couple hours doing co-op in Diablo, which honestly was about seamless. Yes. Like I know from my end, and I, I I feel like from your end too, and with the caveats that we're playing cross-platform. So I'm on a PS5. You're on, a, again, a Mac of all things. Right. We'll talk about that. Uh, and that, uh, you know, uh, we're we're playing through Battle.net and, and, and basically, like, just hopped on and played for a while. Like, it was, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. And I got a, uh, an article from Duff from PC Gamer where a guy was talking about how when he grew up, Diablo was scary, and he was in a dark room, and he literally thought the evil was coming from the depths. And this this guy's argument was he felt that way for about the first 15 minutes until he got through the cutscenes and was walking around town, and you got bots, and you got Blizzard trying to sell you stuff. And right. the, the whole point of the article was that all of the the microtransaction stuff and all of the new all of the new stuff that all the games 
have now take you out of that atmosphere. And what I told Duff was, he's totally right. All that stuff is there. But Tommy and I spent two hours playing last night, and it was a good time, man. And it was a one thing I will say about this that I never thought I would say. It was a heart-pounding good time because, yes. because there was more than a couple of times that you and I were both running for our lives and I'm like cussing and like, and I, 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 every time I said something, I thought, oh crap, he's got me on speaker. And there's a little, <laughs> like, but like, we're like literally running for our lives yeah. because these hordes are legit. Right. Yeah. And, and that is what I want from a Diablo game. Yes. It's that. Yes. It, it feels now that we've uh, both spent some time in it and now that we've spent some time together co-op uh, in it, I think we could officially say like they have, have captured a lot of what we loved about Diablo 2 and have done better on some of the things we didn't love as much about Diablo 3. Like, it feels more classic than what Diablo 3 felt like when when it came out. Even though there's still a lot of quality of life things that are much more, you know, yeah. kind of modern sensibilities, much more like Diablo 3 than Diablo 2. But just the feel of playing the game, of actually yep. exploring, going through dungeons, running into mobs, like, all of that stuff, like, they've kind of recaptured what we love about the franchise uh, and it's great. Well, We're both like super pumped to play some more of it. And and the mod, the mobs I got to talk about for a minute because the mobs were the thing in Diablo do that you 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 stepped out of your little base camp there, and and you knew that there was a mob coming at you and you better pay attention. I did not feel that way until I started playing with you and we got in that cave and. And some of those mobs hit, one of them hit. I'm like, okay, we're going to get through this. And then here comes another one. And it's like, yeah. it, it was wave after wave of just just stuff. And like, I'm like breathing heavy. I dropped the mouse at one point. <laughs> yeah. like, the mouse is on the floor. And you're like, <laughs> you actually said at one, yeah, at one point, oh crap, I'm in trouble here. And I thought, okay, we're exactly in the right place. This is exactly what we wanted to do. And, and, and one thing I will say about that experience, which is ridiculous for me to be thinking this way but now that we have played together i don't really want to solo a whole lot like yeah we, we played through we played through a lot of diablo 2 we did we not finished diablo we got through the two of us we got through like act three the last time we played diablo 2 we will finish this and I don't, I'm not going to speak for you. I don't see myself soloing a lot because yeah. at least with the bills that we've got, it's not a game that's easy to solo. 
Yeah, it really is designed. You could feel it to be a a cooperative game uh, that that they have leaned very heavily into what Diablo does well with co-op, which is the complementary classes. And so we are are playing complementary classes, which is very nice. We kind of didn't intend it that way, but we we landed there where you're playing kind of a tank barbarian. I'm playing more of a a run and gun DPS kind of rogue thing. And so like we, we found some synergy really quick about how like our characters work together together uh and can navigate this world and it is much more fun doing that than it is just going in solo like it really does add another level of interest and 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 depth to the game that you don't get if you're playing it by yourself and there's so much of it that we don't understand like i hate to i hate to admit (laughs) it but like there's we really need to sit down before we fire up the next time and and do a little research because you got three Remembered what the name of the blue currency is. That's opals. But but nobody ever really explained how you get that. You got that, you got gold, you got some other stuff, and they all pay for different stuff. And yeah. uh we we got weapons upgrades, which I I at level twelve I stupidly <laughs> hit the wrong button and salvaged <laughs> every rare that I had in my inventory, <laughs> like there, there's some stuff that that we need to learn before we get real serious about this. Yeah. Um, and and to, to me, that kind of bugs me a little bit. Like, the different currencies bug me. Yes. Because uh, it's, what it is, is microtransaction-y. And, it is. It's very, like, it feels very much like a mobile game. Like, if you ever, a lot of people have this experience. And like, even with, we talked about Marvel Snap recently, which is a mobile game I really enjoy. But it's got the same thing, where you've got, like, this thing that you use to buy these things, which you can use to upgrade these things over here, which is if you get enough of these other things, and you can do this special thing. And it's like, and they all have, like, you know, random names or whatever. And I'm just like, I, I just... I just want to play the game. I don't want to keep up with three different currencies, like you're saying, right. which we're seeing in Diablo, which, that you get for different things. And like, I get why you want to like incentivize players to do world events, and you're going to give them this different currency that you can buy these different things off based off of world events. And that's fine. It just it feels clunky, and I just like I just want to play the game. I don't want to have to do like currency management well, in the game and think about where this came from or what it does or whatever. That and there's so much other stuff like we spent 15 minutes you had a pop up on the map telling you that because of region progress you got all this stuff. Well, I had happened to have seen a YouTube video about that about how you get rewards for exploring each area and and you get there's a certain tier that you get to where the guy's like, okay, this is this is the tier that you get to that's worth it. And then after that, you it, it takes a lot, and you probably don't want to spend the time until after you've done the in-game stuff. But, like, you could spend three hours watching different YouTube videos trying to figure all, all of this crap out. Uh, and th- this is from two guys who spent, what five years playing World of Warcraft? Yeah, and, at least, <laughs> and, and and probably more than that playing Diablo before that. We know yeah. how to do this, and so if, yes, if we're confused, there's a problem. Yeah, 
I think that's a really good way to frame that because it, it does make me feel a little like old man, you know, get off my lawn kind of thing when I'm like, this isn't the way we used to play games, you know, right. but like we have been playing these exact games from this exact company for, you know, a big portion of our lives. And now it feels different in this way and in a way that I don't care for, you know, right. and like it's it's not that like we're just old men saying we don't like these games doing this thing. But like you've actually like brought us up as your fan base for decades. And and this is not what we've ever experienced from you. And so it does feel off. We're, we're not saying we don't like it. We like it. It's great. Oh, it's, yes. It's, fantastic. It's great fun. But uh, there's annoyances about. Yeah. We're gonna have to work around some of that stuff. Uh, and, and I really, like I said, I'm I may I may solo a little bit while you're gone, but I I I doubt it very seriously. It's not something that I want to to spend a lot of time so because it is built to play with other people. It very much is. And then you see that all the way throughout, even just again, running into people like just there's other people in town, you know, like you see other player characters. And that's a weird thing to me for Diablo, but playing World of Warcraft is like, oh, yeah, that, that's exactly, you know, right. like it, it, it is taking what they do and kind of putting it all together. So that said, we're going to play tons, tons more of it. Yeah. Because it is very good. Uh, we've also been playing Zelda. I don't know if there's anything you want to comment on. I, <laughs> I gotta tell you, we're we're like 80 hours in at this point. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, and I texted you last night. I had like a running text going because I was, <laughs> I was doing different things trying to, to catch up for the show. But the coolest thing that I've seen in, in a Zelda game the, there were two of them, and they both happened in the last three hours or so. And, and and to me, that's what's amazing, because you're 80 hours in, and all of a sudden, you just stumble on this freaking pirate ship. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching this video, and I'm like, is that a, it's a freaking pirate ship. Yeah. And you got this mask with like the skull on it, and it's like it's a full-on pirate ship. Yeah, and, and like it took you eighty hours to get to that, and so now I'm at the point where I'm like, well, crap, what am I gonna see next? Like, yes. like Link got sucked into a freaking whirlpool and I was like well okay where's this going and you end up in this cool cave that's the thing is that it's like it's it's getting and and it's funny that I'm gonna mention this because I was talking to somebody else about this the other day it is the 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 longer we go it is getting skyrimy and yeah. I, I think you 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 know what I'm talking about in that you're just wandering around and you see some random something that's like, um, okay, never seen that before. Yeah. 
It really is the brilliance of the game. We've talked about this uh, uh, so much already, obviously. But again, we've got half the map we still haven't opened up. Right. Like we haven't gotten done the towers and got the map. Like it is just like wandering and seeing something you haven't seen before. And and uh, coming off of Hogwarts, we talked about so much about Hogwarts of of how just after a little while it got super repetitive. And in Zelda, there are plenty of repetitive things. Like you know the uh, the guy with the signs is a really easy yeah. one to pick out. You know. This guy's yep. all over Hyrule. You run into him. You got to prop up his sign for him. And he has the same lines of dialogue. He gives you basically the same rewards. You get 20 rupees. You get a meal. And you get like one other item. And, and I'm always like, please, a bomb flower. Because those are awesome. <laughs> I just yeah. can't have enough bomb flowers. But whatever it is, you know, like it's the same thing. It's the same basic mechanism. But each one of them is different enough that it's still fun. The, the materials you have nearby to prop it up. The way the sign needs to be propped up. Like still just has enough interest to keep you going on the things that are really repetitive. And then it does something like, I just fell in a whirlpool and then like ended up in a cave. And you're like, oh, didn't know that was going to happen. And that's probably the only time that's going to happen in the game. And, I, and it's brilliant because it has so many of those things too that are just one-offs that are so cool that it does a great job of balancing those. And and it's a legit whirlpool. I, I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's like that was a journey to the center of the earth like whirlpool. I was like, yes. okay, like he he's not going to die, but he's going somewhere. Right. That's what I was like. What What is the end result of this? Like, yeah. am I going to take damage and end up somewhere else? Or, you know, you you had a pretty good sense that there was some point to go down. But then my favorite part is after I got done with the, the cave below, like the, the way out is to use the little whatever. Ascend, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ascend through the, the ceiling thing. And you missed. And I popped up. Yeah. And I was still in the whirlpool yeah. and I tried to swim out. I couldn't swim out. I went back down yeah. the whirlpool and did it all again. And he just, like, it's stuff like that that just makes the game. Uh, brilliant we've talked about Todd we're going to talk about it more so be prepared uh, but uh, it's just it's so freaking good yeah that said big thanks to the Patreon guys Cabbage Jose Narc Duff Josh Hector Spider Spencer Kavash Shad Zeke Chris Brigham Sam Andrew Luik and Logan uh, thank you all for your support if you'd like to support us on Patreon go by GamingUncensored.com click that become a patron link there's a lot of content over at the uh, the Patreon and if you would like to see the video of uh, this podcast you can get that um, there as well which is uh pretty cool so uh come support us help us uh, uh buy games and play games and talk about games yeah that's what your money does because like we we do this every year but this year is different in that i and maybe it's just a scheduling thing maybe it's because you're off work maybe it's because you got a little more time you're always working but you know what i mean uh, right right i i i feel like we have like I'm trying to find time to squeeze in my regular life because I'm trying to keep up with everything that you're doing. Like I'm like yesterday I had massage, physical therapy. I had to get everything in for this show. And, and you know, I had my regular Thursday stuff and now I've got my regular Friday stuff and I'm looking at my watch going, okay, when am I going to get to walk into Diablo? Because I got to get that done. I got to get my inventory <laughs> cleaned up. Like, we're spending more time playing games right now than we have in a really long time. And, and it, it's it's really nice and I, I would like to be able to get to do more of it. Yes. 
Uh, I I agree. It has been a, a wonderfully good time uh, to both play games and to talk about games, which is uh, what we're going to do yeah. now because talking about games is also fun. So uh, mm-hmm. like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we watch UB Forward. We watch the PC game show. Uh, and really uh, more from both of those that, that I'm excited about than I was anticipating. Uh, and, and it's not like I thought they were going to suck. Uh, but like UB particularly, I mean, UB's real hit and miss anyway. Um, but there's a, a couple of things from the UB show that I'm like, I really want to play that yeah so. they, they 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 both did a nice job they did not suck which which um it's always good was was a possibility could happen uh there there were some really cringy moments in both and we'll <laughs> yes. get to those in a minute but otherwise i was pretty happy Yes, uh, agreed all the way around. So let's uh, let's start with Ubisoft. Uh, <laughs> we started Ubisoft with the uh, let's dance uh, 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 montage thing that they have to do right. every single yeah. time, uh, which obviously we are we are not the, the target demographic for that. Uh, but it did, you know, show kind of what their show was going to be, which is pretty traditional. It was maybe the most traditional of any of the kind of press conference things that we saw, including uh, everybody sitting in the audience. And what looked like, did you notice this? Just terribly uncomfortable chairs. Yeah. Like white wooden folding chairs. Like they just looked bad. Like it was like, you can't get like some padding for these people. Like Phil Spencer sitting there, like yeah. in the room. And when he's like, yeah, whatever, it's a little thing. It just shocked me. Yep. It's, it's one of those things you don't expect uh, from an event like this. So aside from that, it did have its like live, production moment weirdness the guy that came out to talk about the anime show uh that like, that uh, i was okay with i thought that was pretty cool the one that bothered me was the 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 poor sap that came out to talk about the crew and they had they had him do this whole script in english <laughs> and it's very obvious that english is not his native language and so i'm not blaming that dude i'm like Somebody got to realize this dude does not speak English on a daily basis. Don't make him do a 10-minute script, which they did. Yes. Yeah. It had its moments uh, of that, and so uh, aside from that, uh, we got we got lots of games. So uh, again, we'll just we'll hit some of the highlights here, not talk through uh, quite everything, but it, it was uh, not a lot. You mentioned the crew. We'll get that one out of the way. Uh, it's a game that I want to make me interested, and I'm just not interested. Yeah, I just I, I'll say the same thing that I said when the crew two came out. They want that Fast and Furious five. And 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 that's what this new thing is. Yep. And, and it just doesn't have it. No. And 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 to be honest, like Need for Speed really hasn't got me recently. Like I used to love an arcade racer. Like I I would I would put lots of time into arcade racers. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the quality of the games or just the fact that I'm just not that into them anymore. But it just not into them anymore. No. <laughs> it used to be a genre I played a lot of. So for whatever reason, it just was it was fine. It was fine, but not something that we're gonna uh, uh spin. Any more time on? Uh, we will uh, talk a little bit about uh, Avatar. Uh, they showed off the Avatar game. Uh, and I'm curious of your thoughts here because you sent me a text message about this and, and I wanted to hear your thoughts. I I have not seen Avatar Way of the Water. Okay? I'm not either. And neither one of us have. We're old. Our buddy, <laughs> our buddy Price Hall posted on Facebook after he saw it that I don't care what anybody says. It's a really, really good movie. I still haven't seen it. Um, so what caught me about this was not the Avatar aspect of it, 
it was that it looks like it's going to be a really decent first-person shooter. I mean, you had a lot of Riddick stuff in there. You had a lot of bow and arrow stuff. You had the the idea of having both the skill set of a Navi and the skill set of a human. Like, I think that's going to make a really interesting first-person shooter, not to mention the environment. If somebody had brought this out and not told me that it was an Avatar game and it had another name, I'd still be all over it because I don't care about the Avatar aspect of it. Like, I haven't seen any of Like, I don't know. I don't know who they are or whatever they are is. Obviously right. <laughs> bad people. But it looks to me like if they do it right, it could be a legit first-person shooter. Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't disagree. I just, I don't get Avatar enough. And I, I, you know, I hear what you're saying about that part of it not being the, the compelling part. The The environment is very cool. Uh, I I definitely feel that, that that's one thing I think Avatar does, uh, really well. Um, I just feel like I got to care more about this world. I don't know. Like if I need to go back and I need to watch the way of the water because apparently it's great. Like I've heard, you know, multiple people I trust say that. Um, and, uh, the, uh, uh, first one was a fine movie. Like it was, it was fine. I I enjoyed it. I watched it a couple of times in theaters, which is something I rarely do for movies. It was fine, but yeah, just, I don't know why it doesn't capture me the same way. This one has like the game looks like it also has like a lot of kind of platforming stuff to it too, you know, that could be really fun. And so, there's definitely elements of it that look like it could make a good game. So if it comes out and everybody's like, yeah, this is pretty fantastic, I think we're going to have to give it some time. Well, and the, I just have a hard time believing it still. I don't know why. <laughs> well, for me, like I said, I, I've been looking for that first-person shooter that has the Riddick vibes ever since, uh-huh. ever since we played Butcher Bay because still to this day... I have not ever played a first-person shooter like Butcher Bay, and I think that's the last first-person shooter that I actually beat because I could play it at a pace that I can make it work. Like, you could run and gun, or you could sneak, or whatever. And, sure. and I, am, I am constantly looking for that, what, that next Butcher Bay first-person shooter, and I haven't found it. That that's what has me about this one is I feel like this might be it. That yeah. that kind of you have the ability to be sneaky and do what you need to do in certain situations instead of just running in with a shotgun and tearing things up. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely something to that. And again, if they if they nail the gameplay, they've got an established world, even if it's not a world that I'm in love with, they have an established world to build on and, and that helps a ton. Could be good. Uh, and and to be fair, everything Avatar so far has been, you know, like very, very popular. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, we got to see more of Prince of Persia. Uh, so more of the gameplay from The Lost Crown um, and, and a better sense of kind of what that game looks like. Uh, a very Metroidvania yep. uh, feel to it, which is for me, uh, obviously, I, I love Metroidvania titles. And so that makes me very excited. Does have time manipulation in it. That's one thing you would have from Prince of Persia because that's a, a pretty staple thing in Prince of Persia but they showed off some of those mechanics and using it in boss fights and and in some really cool ways and it is a game that uh, maybe is the biggest surprise to me of 
the summer of games, whatever we're calling this at this point, well, used to would have been our biggest surprise of E3. Of I just didn't anticipate being excited about a Prince of Persia game at all, and now I'm like, I really got to play this, and and probably pretty quickly after it comes out. I'm excited about it because of yeah, it's I, I like what the guy said in that he had played Prince of Persia way back in the day. <laughs> And that's what got him was the platforming aspects of it even then. And I was the same way. It was one of the first PC games I ever played was the Prince Persia. Um, and, and this one just looks like it has the platforming aspect and it has this ridiculous art style, which I think is going to be really fun to watch all the way through. Not to not to mention the Metroid aspect. Yes, uh, uh, for sure. Uh, there's there's a lot to really like about it. I hope it doesn't suck. Like it's still Ubisoft, and so I still have that kind of like uh, pit in my stomach that it's it's not going to be that great. Uh, but it looks really good, and so uh, yeah. here's to hoping. Similarly, a game we saw a little bit of, we saw more of, and I hope doesn't suck, is uh, the the new Star Wars game, Star Wars Outlaws. Uh, we got a big chunk of gameplay of this, which was nice. Uh, what I wish we would have got during Microsoft, I understand why they didn't do that during Microsoft, because it's UB's game, and they want to show it off during their time. Uh, but this was actual gameplay that we got to see to get a good sense of how this game's going to play, and it's, it's a pretty cliched kind of approach uh, approach to Star Wars in a lot of ways. So KVS, the the main player character in the game, is, you know, a, a outlaw and scavenger, the very kind of uh, that that vein of Star Wars universe that we've seen many, many times. She's got her little companion, which is Nyx. It's not a droid. Uh, so they change it up a couple of ways. It's a female protagonist and it's not a droid. And so you get a, a little bit of a change from the Star Wars formula. Uh, but open world, exploration, uh, uh, gunplay. So as Massive is the developer that's doing it. Massive has done The Division. has also did Far Cry 3, I believe, uh, which is uh, my favorite Far Cry game. And so uh, they, they have some real uh, potential talent working on it to to make it translate into a good Star Wars games at a point when we're actually getting good Star Wars game uh, the, the we've seen with uh, the Jedi games of, of what you can do with a really solid Star Wars story and fun gameplay and so I'm hopeful that Yubi's able to do that with Star Wars Outlaws not convinced but hopeful I I will tell you this is another one that I sent you a text because I got excited and I don't know why, because there may be some other Star Wars games out there that run just as well. But I was watching this one, and my first thought was, man, this would be excellent on mouse and keyboard because, yeah. of, because of the way they have the mechanics set up. And so I got jazzed because I'm thinking... Ooh, maybe I get to play this one. Like maybe, yeah. maybe this one has a pace that I'll be able to pick it up on the PC and 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 play well enough to get by. Because there was a lot of sneaking, a lot yes. of even even the gunplay was like, almost like a bats kind of a thing where where you got a couple of clicks to to select what you're doing. And and then it executed. I'm like, that's really cool. So yeah, yeah, th- for sure. That's what excites me about that one. There may be some other games out there that 
play really well on the mouse and keyboard. And if you know one, let me know. But this one looked like it did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one. Uh, then we got a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> no big surprise there from uh, from UB. The one of at least for me of most note uh, was we got a big chunk of uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage gameplay, which I'm legit excited about. Mirage, mm-hmm. it is the kind of throwback Assassin's Creed uh, that is uh, a, a, in the vein of of the first. Three, really, I think the first, the uh, the beginning of this Assassin's Creed uh, franchise has a a kind of. Uh, I'm trying to find the most diplomatic way to say this without making it sound bad because I don't think it's bad. It has a cheaper art style to it. It's not a triple A art style, but it's really pretty. Like I really like the art style, but it's very obvious that they're like making their quote unquote non triple A Assassin's Creed game here. Uh, and and I really, really like it because it harkens back to what I fell in love with this franchise and what has kind of lost the thread in, in the past several years. Well, and, and what I thought was interesting was the main guy has a different name, but the first frame that you see of the trailer, I looked up and I'm like, okay, that's Ezio. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that, that's very clearly Ezio in white. And, and, you know, of course, they go a couple minutes and he's got a different name. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Just, <laughs> you know, like, but I, what I really appreciate because they, they could have remade Assassin's Creed too, you know, yeah. like they could have gone that route, which we've seen everybody doing. But instead, they've taken it and said, let's do what we would do in that, but let's make it a new game in the franchise. And, and that is more interesting to me. Because I don't need to go back and play Assassin's right. Creed 2. I loved it, but I don't need to go play it again. But this yeah. I do. Like I've never played a game in Baghdad before. That sounds really fun yeah. in a different world and 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 still that same kind of gameplay and and almost like it looks like that's a really good way to describe the visual style of it, is it looks like a remaster of Assassin's Creed 2. Yep. Like if they had remastered Assassin's Creed 2, maybe that's what they started on with this and then decided to to blow it out into its own uh, standalone title or whatever it is but it's been a long time since i've been like stoked for an assassin's creed I'm game i really want to play it. it like yeah uh, like i have not sit and what like you started playing assassin's creed before streaming was a thing like, yes like, <laughs> that's why i had a, a running text going because i was like you're gonna have to string this you're gonna have to string that <laughs> like i'm gonna have to see that like there's a whole list of stuff uh, that that I've got that you're not going to be allowed to play without hitting that stream button because it does look like a whole lot of fun. Yes, it, it very much does. Uh, we also saw Assassin's Creed Nexus, which is their VR title, which I, I think I could get behind, kind of like a VR game for about an hour. It'd probably be pretty fun. I don't know how much more time I'd be willing to spend in it, but if they do it well, it could be really enjoyable. So... Uh, okay, that's not a discussion for now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, w- I was going to bring up a whole VR discussion. We can do that at the end of this. What What I will say about about the idea of of doing VR is at least they chose a franchise that I think is suited to VR. Um, I I think doing a first person Assassin's Creed VR is reasonable. Uh, there there are some games I wouldn't want to see, but I don't mind them trying this. Yeah, 
I, I mean, it, it could be really fun. It could be one of those things that, uh, like, translates well to VR, and you're absolutely right. Like, it, it, it makes sense uh, in the kind of VR realm of how Assassin's Creed works, of, of being able to do something that's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know... I don't know that Ubisoft has the history in VR to make me believe it's going to be super great, but well, let's be fair for a minute. Ain't nobody got the history in VR. This is, this is true. Like every single (laughs) VR title out there is hit and miss. Yes. And that's why I'm, I want to talk about VR at the end of the show. Cause we got a big announcement last week that I totally missed until Tuesday. Um, and, and, uh, so yeah, VR is still out there. There's still people building, but there's nobody that knows what they're doing. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. So, and a hundred percent fair. Uh, one more Assassin's Creed for you is Assassin's Creed, uh, codename Jade. Don't know exactly what the final title of this game will be, but this is their next big AAA, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed game as we kind of know it now, uh, with, uh, 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 the setting being in China, which is pretty cool. I'm excited about yeah. that. Uh, it'll be fun to see, uh, that, uh, very new setting, very different way of approaching this. Uh, also, uh, they mentioned that there will be, uh, like full, character customization in this game which is something new for assassin's creed as well because there's going to be a big online component and who knows which all of those things make me less excited about the game not more excited about the game i really like one of the things that i like about assassin's creed we just talked about uh mirage and how much it reminds you of Ezio. the fact that you remember Ezio from assassin's creed 2 is mm-hmm. like a big deal because it's a character you related with or cassandra yeah. from assassin's creed odyssey and like the fact that those characters have have part of this story uh makes me skeptical of a game where like you make your own character and it's one of those things about uh bethesda games that like we've talked about a lot that's always like you can be whoever you want to be which is an excuse for being nobody you know (laughs) like we don't have to develop out the story for the main character really we kind of do but you know like you choose the story Uh because we don't want which is a simplification i I know i'm kind of making fun of it there uh but i do like established characters in games like this i like create your own characters in MMOs, you know, and like, it feels like, okay, well, they're leaning more on that MMO side of things, which is fine, but just not what I want from Assassin's Creed. They're going to do what they do and it's going to be at 75 or 80 and, you know, some people are going to play it. That's a Yubi game. That's what, (laughs) you know, That's uh, what they do. Yeah, they're they're pretty good at it. That's the thing that the whole time that I was watching uh, the UB uh, conference, it was like, "Yep, you uh, be doing UB." You know, like these are all solid eighty games, like across the board here, and some of them are going to be worthy of picking up. And then there's Mirage and there's Prince of Persia that are like ones I'm like, okay, those are those are their eighty eight games that I'm going to play. You know, there's a lot of Ubisoft yeah. eighty eight games I'm not going to play. Uh, those are the ones. Uh, one more thing I'll mention here. I think I've covered most everything, at least for our purposes. Skull and Bones, yeah. still a thing. <laughs> it's a closed beta coming uh, uh, in August, which is okay. I'm glad it's still a thing. I suppose I have I have so long ago lost interest in Skull and Bones. So, like they showed it off at E3, what like eight years yeah, ago or whatever it was, and we're like, ooh, that was super cool. And then and now it's like, yeah, this isn't a thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with this, and and. I said at the beginning of the show, I think it would be really cool for us to make a living doing this show. And if if 
a game like Skull and Bones still has funding from a developer like eight years later, there's no reason that you and I can't get paid for doing it. Like, there has to be some money out there. Because you're right, that game has been it's been in development for a long time, and all of those people are getting paid to build it. And I'm going, we know what it's going to be. I know you're really pumped about it because it's getting you a paycheck, but it's not right. going to be that good, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, that I I do not foresee a world where I put any time into Skull and Bones. You know, nope. <laughs> like it just. That's not a thing. So, so that was UB. Unless there's anything you can think nope. of that I missed, there uh, we'll move on to PC gaming show, which had just a billion games, yep. so many games, which they always do. It's not a surprise. So we're gonna get through uh, as as many of those as we care to talk about. Uh, but just really quick before we start talking about the games, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the the presentation itself. Hey. So uh, it's. <laughs> Uh, Dana and Frankie uh, again, and the 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 shtick this year uh, was uh, uh, about AI and and uh, like AI replacing jobs, and they had a lot of subtext to that. Which, by the way, if we were doing a regular show, one of the uh, news stories, it just ties in really well to this that we would talk about. Uh, Steam is uh, not accepting uh, games that use AI for art assets, which is really interesting. Uh, something that uh, is becoming more and okay. more common. AI is going to be a part of our conversations on this show for a long time, but for better or for worse, there's a whole right strike in, in Hollywood right now about AI, uh, not completely, but a big part of it is about AI and, and utilizing AI for scripting and writing and, and creative processes and that kind of stuff that people do which, better. Which, I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you, I play, I don't know about you, but I play with AI on a regular weekly basis. I have I have a job that requires me to, to play with new stuff Yep. And I play with it enough to tell you that it's not good enough to do all of the stuff that they say it's going to do, and it's not going to be for a while. So, yep. so the idea specifically that some person in Hollywood thinks AI is going to replace a scriptwriter is insane. Because yes, it will write a script. But I've had it write enough stuff for me that, like, A, it makes up stuff, and B, what <laughs> yes. it writes is not really that good. Yes. You know? Yes, for sure. And, and I've done the same thing. And they, they poke fun at it in the, the PC game show with, uh, he asked to, to have it create a, a D&D uh, character portrait for him, you know, and it's like got jacked up hands and all the things that AI is terrible about, and, which is entertaining. And, you know, it's, it's a topical thing. But it was cheese ball in the way the PC game show is always cheese ball. And, and there's funny moments and there's very, very cringe moments in, in the whole thing, which is okay, so- what they do. So let me let me ask you this question because I feel like that show is geared toward us, right? For sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like we are target audience for a PC game show. Right. So my thought when it started, I just got a pop up over here. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it's still recording. I think but, we're uh, fine. But uh but my thought when the show started and I knew that we we were gonna get the normal PC game show stick was Sean. I love you, man. Just show me the games. I like, know. <laughs> like I don't have time for the rest of this. Like unless 
unless it was really fun for them to put together and they just wanted to do that, which we, you and I do plenty of that. We do some stuff that is not necessarily entertaining to anybody else but us. And if that's the case, then, you know, more power, more power to you. But I don't need to stick. Like, I don't just show me the games. Yes. And uh, if, if he had done that, it would have been fabulous. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and and there's like a, a place for like humor and, and randomness, but taking this shtick too far, uh, which they did, uh, it, it just, yeah, it, it detracts from everything else a bit. But what they did do a good job of is just showing tons and tons of games. And so the shtick part of it didn't take a bunch of time because they took up time with games. And again, there's just a bunch of them. So we'll we'll get through several to <laughs> speak out but if you, if I skip any that you right. want to talk about. Um start with Frostpunk 2, which I know we're both pretty excited yes. about. Um Frostpunk was fantastic and so we saw a teaser for Frostpunk 2. Didn't show us a whole lot. We we know what um Rubble, uh, baby Yes. <laughs> we know what Frostpunk is. We we now have an idea of some of the kind of socio-political issues you're going to deal with in Frostpunk 2. Uh it's it's going to be dark and heavy and people are going to die and it's going to be your fault and and somehow you're going to enjoy playing the game. Uh cuz that's what 11-bit uh, does. And so <laughs> something to uh, to look forward to there. Um Anything else on on Frostpunk? No, no. We know what it is, and we're absolutely going to play it. Like it's a no-brainer. I just love that we know those guys, and like, like that's that's. uh, And they had that's the one thing I would say about this. They had several games in this show. Yeah, a lot of them were 11-bit published um, and not uh, uh, the 11-bit developed actual games. There's definitely a different vibe between those. But this is is pure, like, the same people that did this War of Mine, uh, which, again, if you've listened to the show for any time at all, you've heard us talk about it a ton, too. So Uh, We saw Navalis again. We've seen Navalis at several shows at this point. (laughs) So uh, this is cyberpunk life sim. Uh, It has cool cyberpunk vibe to it. Um, I, I, I don't know that I'm going to put time into this game. It doesn't come out till next year still. And so, uh, but every time it pops up, I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty and kind of interesting. I wonder, I would put some time into it. If somebody would do a cyberpunk setting like that, that had like a snatcher vibe to it. And, yes. and I, I guess I, I'm, I guess I'm thinking of maybe a smaller, Cyberpunk 2077 that was extremely story driven and and like you know the character had a name and yes I know V is Cyberpunk 2077 right but what <laughs> what I'm thinking about is a much more on the rails type you know here's a a a serious like 15 20 hour story that revolves around this cyberpunk city, kind of like a film noir kind of a thing. And the more I see Nivalis, I think it's just the Sims in, you know, <laughs> cyberpunk right. uh, is what it seems like. Yeah. So. Yeah, it definitely has uh, a chunk of that vibe uh, uh, to it, which isn't a bad thing. Like the Sims and cyberpunk sounds kind of fun. Uh, I'm yeah. not opposed to that. Um, but uh, again, I don't here what else i'll mention um the what is this called 
Uh, sorry, I'm scrolling through like all of these games because I wanted to find a good one to uh to to talk about a point, which was all of the uh like Saturday morning cartoon vibes yep. that we're getting from yep. <laughs> these games. We saw that in was it Microsoft uh, that we saw one of and I can't remember what the title of that game was off the top of my head now, but there was four or five more of those that popped up during the PC game show. Yeah, and and I really dig it. It's like a really, I almost want to play some of them just for the look. Yeah, for sure. It it it's a different kind of thing. I don't know if it's going to be my thing. You know, like just looking at them, I'm kind of skeptical Man, that I'm going to be into it. But that's how we grew up. Like, but it is how we grew up. Yeah. Like those are the games we grew up with, and so at the same time, uh, I really am into the the idea of the visual, and so uh, we'll see. Again, I just don't know, uh, but we'll see. Yep, absolutely. Um, let's see what else do we again? Just so many, I'm overwhelmed by <laughs> the number of games uh, here. Um, tell me something you want to bring up. I, I'm I scrolling through this well, massive list. I mentioned to you. Uh, the Invincible, looks, yes, looks looks really interesting. We saw it last year, and like, what was yep. that? Um, it looks like something that I have to play. Yes, I agree. It has almost a Firewatch kind of vibe to it. Um, yeah, I really, really dig it. Um, and and it's published by Eleven Bit, and so I'm I'm uh, uh, hopeful that it's a, a solid game uh, in what they typically do. So, um, And there, yeah. there was another one that was kind of like a sneaky around kind of a thing, and I got I got Riddick vibes from it, but I can't remember the name of it. Save my life. <laughs> I know. Um, it, it, what I want to say about all of these while you pick another one is that they're all they were all stuff with the exception of you know, a couple of things like Navalis that we didn't see anywhere else. We may have seen yeah. we may have seen it last year on the same show, but we didn't see it from anybody else in the industry, which I really love. Yeah. I I agree with that a hundred percent. The other uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I bringing up the Saturday morning cartoon thing. Um these are PC specific uh, uh, games, and so you're dealing with either Nvidia or AMD on the graphics card side of things. And I think it's really interesting that there are people out in the world with 4090s, and now the game developers are going this cartoon art style. I know, and, and I got to thinking like. Like, what kind of amazing game could you build with something like a 4090 if you didn't have to focus on the photorealistic crap? Yeah. And now we have G-Sync. Like, I've been looking looking at G-Sync and Pre-Sync for, uh, for playing Diablo because the way I'm playing it right now is all right, but I'm ready to get my, my PC moved over and... Either that or get a Mac release and have all of those different options to get really good frame rates. And, and but, but like, my point is, we're going with this Saturday morning cartoon look, which I look 
which I love. Imagine what you could do with the muscle of these cars and that type of look. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, I mean, we're going to find out to a certain extent, I would think with some of these surely that are going to need to push, you know, some kind of tech in, in order to stand out. Speaking of, I believe the bike messenger game was in the PC. Yes. So yes. That's what I definitely that. wanted to, to talk about. What's it called? Parcel, uh, something parcel. parcel. Yeah. Uh, it, it, something scroll through again. Uh, um, I'll find it here in just a second. Parcel core. Yeah. Parcel I found core. It. Yes. I really dig this one. Okay. <laughs> this one looks so fun. Well, let me, let me just see if we're thinking the same way because I saw it and I thought, okay, paper boy meets jet set radio. That's what yes. It is. Yeah. For and, sure. And like, I'm like, I'm all over this. Yes, I, I am too. I loved Paperboy as a kid. Yeah, me um, too. It's just one of those games that we grew up with that is like super random and kind of dumb and not very good when you look back at it. But I just put tons and yes. tons and tons of time into Paperboy because it was so fun. Um, this feels like that, like modernized and, and fun. Like it's going to be fun to play in 2023 where I don't think Paperboy would be that fun to play in 2023. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's stupid bike parkour delivering packages and looks really, really fun. Yep, um, good I, stuff. I was, all about that one. Uh, I want to mention, uh, uh, what's it called? Mariachi, the Mariachi one. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't. Mariachi Legends. I can't remember the second word of uh, the uh, the games. It's like a Metroidvania, except Mariachi, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, and it has that same kind of cartoonish graphic style, but it looks really cool. Like again, just nothing wrong with it. Like looks absurd and over the top it leads a little bit more to the castlevania side of a metroidvania yep. at least it's it's kind of visual appeal uh but yeah uh the, the thing that i have in front of me says imagine ninja gaiden except it's in mexico uh and, yep done i'm yep. in it you know like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that and, and the visual style of it looks super super cool um I'm scrolling uh marisma chronicles uh miasma chronicles excuse me uh was another one that looked uh really interesting to me i don't quite completely uh get what it is um but um uh, very pretty, whereas I, a lot of these were not photorealistic. This one has more of that feel this, to it. This is the mist uh, title, I believe. The mist, uh, it's not a mist title, but it, right, it, it has that kind of if, puzzle yeah, feel well, to it. It's like a mist style world, and you're walking, and it's just gorgeous. Yeah, which. There's nothing wrong with those kind of games either. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's keep a good balance between our cartoony ones and our very, very pretty ones. Um, da, 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 park Beyond, if you're into roller coaster theme park games, there's a new one, uh, which yeah. is, again, something I was real into as a kid. Uh, I haven't ever been able to get into one lately as much, but would like to. Speaking of, also really into as a kid, uh, Mega Man, I loved yep. as a kid. 30XX, whatever it's called. Uh, very, very Mega Man inspired game. Uh, that's very pretty. It has It's very roguelite, so it has permadeath. It has uh, uh, random generated levels. Like, and it's, I don't know. If it pops up on like a Humble Bundle, I could give that one a shot. It's Mega Man right down to the music even. I was it like, very much is. Wow. That was one of my favorite parts. The music uh, very much hit that kind of nostalgia thing. And so, 
Uh, yeah. Um, let me see. Da, 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 da. Now my uh, uh, oh, Vampire Survivors getting a new patch. That's fun. Uh, if you fit into uh, uh, Vampire Survivors, uh, nothing wrong with uh, more Vampire Survivor content. Um, no. Nope. And then, sorry, my uh, my browser here. So let me mention while my browser's uh, going. Uh, the the um, uh, what is it? The the RTS game. Now I'm blanking on the name of it. Uh, as well. um, they showed at the very end. What is Shadow yep. Shadow something? Shadow yeah. something. I want to say Shadowgate, but that's not right. It's <laughs> um, definitely not it. No. But it's the the same, uh, you know, it's a, a team of people that came from uh, uh, Blizzard that worked on StarCraft and WarCraft. And so it's a very StarCraftian RTS, uh, which, you know, we, we played a lot of StarCraft too when it came out. Yep. I enjoyed that game uh, pretty thoroughly. Uh, but one of the things I really appreciated, I wanted to bring it up because we like RTSs in, in so far as that we can play like with each other and not be super super competitive because like, yeah. we get owned. Um, and and the developer uh, that was actually there talking, it was, it was the best moment to me of the kind of the presentation of the whole thing because this is Day Nine's world. He's very, you know, immersed in, in the RTS world. And so him talking to uh, this developer was like his sweet spot. And you could just see that. It was like, okay, the shtick is gone for a little bit and this is actually pretty good content. Um, but anyway, the developer mentioned something to the extent of we want to make sure that this is approachable for everybody if you are somebody who is really serious about the competitive side of rts's and wants to get down to the micro uh you can do that if you are wanting story and fun gameplay and not taking it super seriously like we're definitely building it for you too which made me a little bit more optimistic about actually putting some time into this game i i will agree what i don't know is if they're gonna show us something that we haven't seen before because because what I got from it is, A, we've been hearing about this game for like three years, which is why it's pissing me off that I can't remember the name of I it. Know. <laughs> I know. Killing me. I'm looking. But, but we've seen this like three years in a row, and they're still showing alpha footage. And, yes. and I realize that they're small, and they're probably not making a lot of money. Like, I get all of that. Um, but... I'm I cut this kind this thing kind of has the feel of okay it's either gonna come out pretty quick or it might not happen and yeah. and what he mentioned was that that they had had several open betas and some things and so I was encouraged about that but like man I don't know like it looks nice but I don't know. Yeah, the, the, another really fun moment of the Stormgate, by the way. Stormgate, uh, the, right. That's the name of it. Uh, was uh, when they were showing off, uh, like, here's a chicken with a bicycle helmet. He's <laughs> like, imagine it's a Big Mac, because it will be. Right. We're just in the process of still designing this game. And so they have this placeholder with a chicken with a bicycle helmet. So anyway, uh, we saw some Baldur's Gate. Uh, ooh, weird ooh. little... We, animated thing. I want, I want to talk about Baldur's Gate because Baldur's Gate is coming out in like a minute and a half. Yeah. And, and like, I'm real worried because this was the time that I expected to see like, okay, we know what Baldur's Gate is. We've played Baldur's Gate. But I still want to see the game actually being played. Like, which we haven't really 
Like right. they they did so show some video of a character walking around and and like that was kind of neat, but we haven't like seen out in the world. We, like, yeah, we saw it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like it's been a while that they showed us like a you know an encounter and and using terrain and all that kind of stuff, which looked really cool. Yeah. But like you're right, we haven't seen much of it like, since then, and it's supposed to come out in August. Like yeah. it is really just around the corner. Like, and that's what we're. I believe it's been in like public beta and stuff. Like, but but that's the thing is like we're on we're on the internet all the time. We're on Twitter. I have not <laughs> gone to look for gameplay of, of Baldur's Gate anywhere, and 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 to me that's a little sketchy. Like I almost, you know, we're gonna have to play this. Yes. And you know we're gonna throw our money down both of us because it'll be another one of those that will co-op. Um, yeah, but but I'm a little skeptical at throwing down my seventy five bucks for something that I haven't seen a lot of. The other thing that kind of surprised me about that presentation is they spent like ninety percent of it talking about the city of Boulder's Gate, which right. which which I get that that wasn't originally going to be their focus. And then it turned into their focus. And so now they have this massive city. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I thought the entire point of the game was to go out. Right. And, and to like, <laughs> you know, adventure and stuff. Yes. Uh, and and so I, I kind of have some reservations about it. how do you feel? I, I'm right there with you. I, it, it is Baldur's Gate, and we know what it is. Uh, and I think that's what they have working for them. Um, in in so far as like, it's enough of a formulaic game that it's kind of hard to screw up. Like, it's not that you can't make it not great, uh, but you can't probably make it awful either. You know, like it's it's a game that's probably going to be decent. It's just a question of is it decent enough that we want to put like significant time into it, or is it decent enough that we play it for? you know, uh, 10 hours and go, okay, we, we got it. Like, that was cool. Like, it scratches that D&D itch. It, it's Baldur's Gate, but, like, we'll move on to other what? things. And wait, there's zero chance we're going to play it anytime soon because it comes out in August. We obviously have Zelda. We have Final Fantasy. We have Diablo. And then we have Starfield right. in September, theoretically. Like, there's no chance that it's getting our time in August. Like right. it's down the road before we ever touch it. And and that doesn't that doesn't bother me. I'm fine to let this one breathe for a little while. And the other thing is I haven't played a Boulder's Gate game since like two thousand. Right. Like I, <laughs> it has I, been a long time. I bought Boulder's Gate two on a Steam Christmas sale two years ago and thought, I'm gonna get to that. That that's awesome. And I haven't touched it. I haven't played yeah. a Boulder's Gate game seriously since like 2000. And so that's why I think that's why I'm nervous because it's been long enough that there are people out there that don't know what Boulder's Gate is. Right? For sure. Right? And Yeah, and, 100%. And like I I just a real quick story. I know we're running out of time, but I've been I've started physical therapy this week, right? So I'm going to physical therapy, I'm meeting new people. And this dude that has been my physical therapist for the last two weeks, his name is Chad Wilson, and he's a traveling therapist, and I had him for like a week and a half, and and now he's going to like Oregon, Oregon to hang out with our buddy Evan Cole, 
Uh, nice. Doing physical therapy things. And and Chad's younger than us, and we're talking about movies and stuff. And I said, dude, have you seen Uncle Buck? And he looks at me like, what's Uncle Buck? And I'm like, how do you not see Uncle Buck? Well, it turns out he's 27 and was not born in 1986 and, like, never, never got around yeah. to it. So my point with all of that is there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to really know what Baldur's Gate is. Yeah. Which, which. The reason I tell the Uncle Buck story is because Jennifer and I have been sitting around here for a day and a half going, how old are we? Like, who doesn't know what Uncle Buck is? You know, like it, it's really sketchy. Yeah, for sure. And, and Baldur's Gate is going to have to figure it out and try to get a new audience while not getting the old audience all pissy at it, which I don't know if it can do. We'll yeah. see. One other game I wanted to mention we can wrap here. <laughs> it's not a game that I'm probably ever going to play, but it's just worth mentioning. Uh, My Friendly Neighborhood. Yeah, Do you remember? baby! Okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Resident Evil, but it's Sesame Street. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, got, I, got, I got to tell the story. We don't have time to tell the story, but it's hilarious. I was watching the PC gaming show at at six o'clock yesterday in my living room when Jennifer walked in the door. And so like she watched the last 15 minutes of the PC gaming show with me. And she we get to my friendly neighborhood and she looks up and she says, That is weird. <laughs> like why would they do that to Sesame Street? And we're watching and like there's puppets getting shot. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, there's no wonder kids are screwed up. I'm like, well, a kid doesn't need to be playing this. And she's like, yeah, but they do. And I'm like, fair point. Like, that, that's what that whole discussion was. Because it is messed up. It is very messed up, but fascinating. Uh, and, and potentially going to be a big deal. Like, it's one of those ones that I looked at and went, people, A, are going to definitely play this. And if they could execute it, which right now, like, just, like, the look of it, like, the idea is pretty cool and unique. The look of it still has a little bit, like, with the puppets just aren't very menacing. Like, you, you just got to do a little bit more with it. But if they do a little bit more with it, like, it could be a, a pretty big deal. And so... um yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, both of a like super ridiculous, over the top, and yet still kind of Resident Evilish, like very Resident Evil inspired in its gameplay, yeah, uh, which is cool. And so, I don't know, but PC game show—that's what you get. Uh, is is random stuff like that? They ended with Dune, which we saw Dune yeah. before, and and Dune's fine, but I, I don't know that we need to talk about Dune much. There, um, it, but that's the kind of thing that that PC game show is. Okay, so the only thing I was saying about Dune is like. Seriously, bro, that's what you got to end on? Like, right? <laughs> it, it's an MMO. We love MMOs, but I ain't playing that MMO. Yeah. And I love yeah, Dune. Dune, yeah. Dune is one of my favorite like franchises. I love Dune. I read like six books. I'm not playing that. Yeah. 
So no, I'm I'm with you there. It's it's fine, and and there are people that will play it. It's just not us. Uh, but again, it's PC Game Show. And the brilliance of it is it's literally something for everyone. If you can't find something you like in PC Game Show, you don't like games because uh, there's like literally everything there. Maybe not if the only thing you play is Madden. Not a lot of sports we, stuff in the PC Game Show this year. We didn't even talk about Warhammer. There was Warhammer stuff in there. Yeah, uh, there's so much. There, there, really, just there. Yeah. There was a couple of good. A uh, couple of good space type games that I missed. Yes, there. One, there was one. yeah a few roguelites that look really good. Um, there was one, and I'm I'm blanking on what the name of that game was that came out five or six years ago. Now that we played, that there's one that looks like it. It just is. It's again, you're just inundated with titles. There's just so many; it's darn near impossible to keep up. I with. mean, there's stuff, and we talked about it last show about there's there's sequels out there to games that we've never even played. Look, it's, <laughs> it's whatever the name is too, and I'm going what? I didn't play the first one. Yeah, there was one of those that looked really good. Uh, and I don't remember. It's one of those space games that looked kind of silly over the top. Um, but it was a, a sequel of a game that already exists. And and was it the Breath something? I don't remember what it was. Uh, we're we're yeah, horrible anyway. hosts. I should have we, um, <laughs> yeah, we definitely should have. We just watched this thing and then tried to talk about it miserably. So, um, so yeah. Path of Exile 2 was in there. Yeah. Just looking through sequels right now uh yeah there's there's uh uh citizen sleeper 2 <laughs> oh that <laughs> was the one i was thinking of what like, because because that one had some really snatcher vibes you talk about yes it does and i was like "Ooh, i need to play that and then i forgot yes. that there was a citizen sleeper which we saw exactly five <laughs> years ago or six years ago or whatever and then never played it so yep that's yeah. uh that's where we end up at now with uh with all these ridiculous number of games that we have to to look forward to and that's a great thing again uh there's something that you're probably excited about that showed up at the PC game show so there's basically a little bit of everything at the PC game show tell us city builders we didn't talk about and I love a city builder and so yeah uh, yeah see um, see this right here is proof that you and I could do this 40 hours a week we could <laughs> right. so, somebody somebody wants to pay us there's enough games for us to play that we could we could talk, we could play and talk about games for 40 hours a week um, for sure we really could so if you're interested in that and you would like to hire us please email us gaming on sister at gmail.com because we're shills that way yes uh, you can call the voicemail line at 509 game 210. I think it's still okay if we check. Do we still? Uh, I think it's fine. Yeah. I I hope so. Uh, (laughs) We also got a lot going on on the Facebook page. It's always hopping over there. Thanks to Logan and Sam and a few other people. There's a lot of people paying attention. Every so often, you get a note from somebody that you didn't remember was lurking. Like, oh, yeah, Yeah. that dude's a, a member of this group. So. Um, there's lots of fun stuff going on. Of course, as he said at the beginning of the show, uh, if if you would like to join Patreon, we would love for you to join Patreon because it literally allows us to do what we do. Without the Patreon guys, we would not be here with all this fancy equipment and having the ability to talk about games. And I think that's the biggest thing that I would take away from this year is that we're playing more games right now than we ever have. And we're trying to find time to squeeze them in. And it's, (laughs) it's an amazing problem to have 
And so, like, if you're uh, enjoying this show and you'd like to become a patron, it's real easy to do. We'd be glad to have you. And believe it or not, we got some good content coming this summer. We got we got yeah. some plans. So uh, it's definitely a time to get into that. Other than that, is there anything else, sir? I think we're good. All right, I'm Jamie. That's Tommy. We are the idiots explaining entertainment only on GamingOnSister.com. And we are out. is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored.